Hello and welcome to a new episode of Latina Life with Jenna Malena. The super Latina joining us today is not only a game changer, but a queen of reinvention. She was one of the first Latina sports anchors at Telemundo when she decided to take a chance and change her path, a path she created that led her into the fashion industry and to the launch of her successful shoe line, Flor de Maria. Welcome to the show, Flor de Maria Rivera. Thank you so much. What a nice intro. I am so, first of all, thank you so much for having me and being, having this conversation with another two Latinas that I admire. And it's just, I can't wait for it. It's going to be so much fun. (laughs) We're so excited. I want to jump right into it because your story is very amazing. You are also um, Sudamericana from Peru. And you came to the United States at 14 years old. So tell us that story of coming to the United States, being a teenager mm-hmm. and being placed in this country that you are totally not used to. Oh my God, we haven't even started and you're going to make me cry. <laughs> but no, like you say, I was born and raised in Peru. So when my parents decided the that they wanted to come here we were we were living you know what I understood it was a comfortable life in Peru but I now that I look back and I'm much older I realized all the sacrifices my parents did and for a lot of our we probably share a lot about the same stories it's just sacrifices mm-hmm. that they did to leave everything behind because if you ask me at the age that I am right now I can't even imagine having three kids and moving into another country and having to start all over again, right? Yeah. And yeah. it's just, I can't even put into words now that I'm older, how much I appreciate it. Of course, back then it was extremely hard. Like you say, it was 14, even though we went to school that they taught English, I, I never really took it serious. So I could say hello and bye. So coming into the US at such a young age, you know, when there was not much diversity and the city I live in, which is Los Gatos, where uh, we went to high school and I still live to this day, it, it wasn't very diverse. And I remember in high school, we didn't really speak English. I mean, we did, we could get by, but it wasn't something, you know, as a freshman in high school, you know, when, when these kids have gone to school since middle school, they all have their clicks. So it was extremely hard. You know, I'm not going to lie. It was extremely hard. It was culture shocking, uh, mm-hmm. but we had no choice to make it. So even to this day, I, I, I am so grateful on my parents because they had a vision that we could not see back then. And I can, I know the stories that I have and I, I can't even imagine also what my brothers went through. So for that, I think, um it's hard you know it's hard leaving everything behind leaving your culture your country that you love everything your family because as latinos you know we we call family not only our our parents and siblings we call family our aunts cousins uncles grandparents so it it was now as i speak to you because sometimes you don't have time to sit sit and just think about the things it's something that you know hurt yeah, you know, yeah. but I'm also look at the bright things of things. And so, like I said, the vision my parents had. And, and for that, I think that I've, since I've been here, I've chased every single dream that I have in honor of them because everything I am 
I honor to my dad in heaven and my mom, who I'm blessed to still have here with me. And then, so you, you go into high school, you're going into college, but you're, like you said, you had big dreams and your first big dream was going into television. Yes. So one of the things high school, you know, after we learn English, we became fluent. And that's also a thing, you know, sometimes you don't realize. I, I, I questioned my parents when I was in high school because we went to high school where like, I think there were only four other Latinos, everybody else was Caucasian. Uh, but I think if it would have not been for that, I would have never really learned English as good as I did. I think my English was better in high school, honestly, than it is right now, because all we spoke <laughs> was English, you know, and that prepared me to go to college. And, and I went to, I went to school in LA and then San Diego. And then after that, I always wanted to be on TV. Always, Milena and Jen, always. So I, I remember I was in Peru, I was about seven years old and I've always been like a social butterfly. And when we had parties, you know, in Latin America, we love having people over, las fiestas, las reuniones, everything, wow. you name it. Mm -hmm. And always our families over, you know, cousins, uncles. And I remember when they would come over, I would sit them all. I, I place the shares. I literally remember one by one. And I would tell them I was going to talk. It was kind of a talk show, but back then I didn't, would, talk shows didn't even exist. But I remember just sitting, everyone grabbed the broom, <laughs> la escoba, broom, la escoba, broom, yeah. broom, mm -hmm. broom, yes. broom. <laughs> So I would grab the broom and I would just pretend I had a show and I would pretend I was on TV. So I was very clear since a very young age what I wanted to do. So when I went to school, study communications, but still my culture was so important. I didn't want to lose my Spanish because at that point I was fluent in English and I was speaking English all day, except with mm -hmm. my parents. So for me, it was important to study Spanish, but to study it like I would have in Peru. So I had a double major in Spanish, right? Because I wanted to learn the right way, everything, because I came at 14 and I kept on wanting to improve it. And I knew I wanted to do TV. And after college, um, I did an internship at Telemundo. And then it was... It, that's the first door that opened because the internship, I, can I tell you what happened? It's yeah, <laughs> like a tell crazy us. story. So I was doing an internship thinking I'm out of college and I just needed this internship to graduate, I remember. And I ended up in, in a Telemundo and at the time, you know, as an intern, you pretty much do everything. Mm -hmm. But I remember the news anchor couldn't go cover a soccer game. So the news director told me, you know, that I needed to go and with the photographer to get some sound bites. So I am in, imagine this was all my dream. So I couldn't even imagine back then when I was 20, 22, I think I was, and I'm sitting in the live track. Remember those big live yes. tracks back in the mm -hmm. day? And I remember I had the, the photographer goes, here's the mic, we're going to go interview people. And the second that I saw the mic in my hands, I thought to myself, is this real? Like I have a mic, this has been all of my dreams. So I was not just going to be, get the bites, sound bites from the crowd. I was going to get the best interview they could have. So I didn't have a credential. It was a soccer game. I think it was a Mexican team against a US team. 
Um, and it was the best Mexican soccer player, uh, one of the best Mexican soccer players uh, playing goalie. And I remember I saw him because of my, I grew up with two brothers and my dad who were like crazy soccer fans. So just being always around that you hear it and I love soccer. So I see him there and I'm like, this is my opportunity. This is my opportunity to get this interview. So I don't know how I worked my way through it, but I worked my way through it past security. I, I, I made up a story that I worked with them. I forgot my, long story short, I got the interview with the best Mexican soccer players. So I show up to the newsroom and my news director wasn't there because it was for the 11 o'clock. And um, the next day he called me in. And to this day, I wish I could give him a hug and thank him. And he said to me, um, you know, in such words, like, did you ever think about doing sports and blah, 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 blah. And I said, no, I want to do entertainment and, mm -hmm. you know, fashion or something like that. Long story short, that day they offered me a job um, as a producer. So I have so much love for producers <laughs> because I started my career. I started my career as a producer and then I wanted to be an air. So, but even when I was on air, even when I was reporting and even when I was an anchor, I, the anchor had me as a producer, but when I was anchor, I had nobody, but it was the best thing because I learned everything. I learned how to edit. I taught myself uh, how to produce everything. So I, no. Sorry, Milena, I think I lost no. you. No, no, that's, that's wonderful. how I started my career on TV. And I am blessed that I had such a clear idea. And as I speak to both of you right now, I, I see myself a little floor running around with a broom. And I, I just, um, so that's just how I started. And look at you now. Now, you were you know, <laughs> one of the first Latina um, sports anchors for Telemundo. You've really you know, made an impact. What was, what was it that decided, that made you decide to change your path and change your destiny? Well, for me, I always have to give 200% of myself anything I do, mm -hmm. right? And when I was doing sports, uh, my dad passed away from cancer. Mm -hmm. So I was on top of my career, you know, I was in young and um, not that I'm not, but now, but I was really young and I was already a sports anchor, you know, at the time for Univision. And I just felt that with, with the camera, uh, I've always been so transparent because I always like to share my story, the good and the bad. And I couldn't sit here like I would sit like I'm ambitioner right now with the cameras and the lighting. And I could not lie to... Mm everybody else, even though I kept it professional, because the day that I got the call that my dad was, you know, not doing well, and I had to come back home. It was at 10 40, 47. I remember I got a call from my brother, mm -hmm. and I had to anchor the 11 o'clock. I still did it. Because I was a professional. And I drove home after midnight. And my dad passed away the next day. But for me is I couldn't sit there anymore, because I couldn't have anything to give. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, for me, that's when I quit TV and people told me I was crazy. And I walked away when I was probably at my peak, you think, but I did it because I always followed my heart and I had to heal myself because I was, my dad was my everything and he was gone. Oh. And I think um, also my dad used to, 
you know, when you're starting on TV, I live with my parents and you don't make a lot of money. And my dad would always wait outside after the midnight show smoking. So I always had that, that vision of my dad. So I don't think I could have continued doing it without seeing him wait up for me after midnight telling me how amazing he was, amazing it was or anything like that. So I quit. And, and now helped, that I look back, huh? he helped manifest your dreams. I mean, I heard you say one of the things he's always told you is to take chances. Yes. And so for me now, you know, as I look back, it's like, I, I never regret anything in my life because I think that everything we go in through life is going to get us to the point where we are right now. Mm-hmm. And I am, I think what has kind of defined my, my career shaped the person that I am hasn't been so much the trunk, you know, the apps, but it's seen more of the times that I've been down that has defined me into the woman that I am today. Mm, that is important to remember. I think for all of us, right? Especially when we started our, our journey, even our journey, Milena, yeah. right? <laughs> Together, whether we've had some moments and I'm like, like no, just keep going because we believe in this. It won't, you know, we can't let it go. It's like in our hearts. And when someone calls to you, like fashion. Yes. To you, and I think that's so important for everyone to know, right? Like you just... You got to do everything from your heart. I, you know, many, you know, people, I have people around me that sometimes tell me I got to think more with my brain and not so much with my heart. But I always say when I lead with my heart, it's never wrong. And every decision that I've, and I'm learning to be more making business decisions from here, you know, but I've, and I'm learning to be a businesswoman now because my whole career has been you know, TV or publicist or things like that. But I think I also do that because that's how my parents raised me to be. And I think morals and values you learn from a young age and that's what's going to shape you. And I am so thankful for my parents who instill all those morals and values because if it wasn't for that, I would have gotten so lost and God knows where I would be now, you know? So true. But I also want to know, like, okay, so after the loss of your dad, you knew that you had to heal because I lost my mom. So I know what I went through when I lost. I'm sorry. Yeah. And, you know, it's just a pain that unless you've been through it, you know, but it's you need time to heal. Right. So then you heal your heart. How is it like what? Was it your fashion right away? Because there's so much to your story. I mean, you go into PR. So what was next? Once you- Oh my God. You Are you ready for another story? Yes, I'm <laughs> yes, sometimes we're ready. Guys. No, sometimes I sit here, like, you know, as an entrepreneur and, and probably people out there can relate. You don't have time, Milena, to just sit there and think what you've accomplished, especially because I've always been the type of person to like be very grounded. So it's not like I would sit there and be, okay, Kylie wore my shoes or this or that, right? So for me, I, I go every day, it's a hassle and every day it's a work. But when 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 I have this kind of conversation, it's good because I remember and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I admire that woman that you wear, right? Because so I was, so it had been, I quit sports, um, let's say December 20, 20, 2006. And then, I was getting my hair done 
this is like, but I always say it's like God. I I know it was God and my God and influence and everything. So I was getting my hair done. And I hear, imagine we're having, they're getting my hair done. And back then I hear a guy. And I imagine if he listens to this conversation, he'll know. <laughs> but he says, he was telling him, I have this interview with this team tomorrow to apply for a PR job. And mind you, that MLS team had already leave, had left. I used to cover them at doing sports. I had covered them for let me see, five years until they left. They left San Jose and they moved to Houston. With that, I give it away. It was the San Jose earthquake. <laughs> so they moved to Houston, but then I didn't know they had, they were coming back. So when they were coming back, they needed a publicist. So I hear him and I'm thinking that he's like, I have this interview tomorrow. They have this spot open for a publicist. And I'm, I never done publicist, but I knew I was like, wait, I would be the perfect person because I know the team and the story like the back of my hands, right? Publicists and producers work hand in hand. You both Mm -hmm. know, right? Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking, if I can do that, I can do this. I can just get my media friends to cover the team. My my my. It was seven o'clock. My mind started going crazy. I talked to my mom. I said, I think I found my next job. And she looks at me like, okay. And I said, and she's like, what is it? And I didn't even have an interview. There was no interview, nothing. I showed up to the office. I Google, I showed up with the resume hand. Remember how it used to be that paper? Yeah. <laughs> and I show up, I asked for the VP and they're like looking at me and, and the girl is my friend now. And she said, she was thinking like, what is she thinking? Right. I just show up and I'm like, I'm looking for the VP. Blah, blah. So he wouldn't come out until he told me he got tired. Of, I was waiting on the lobby. So if he wasn't, he had to come out somehow. So I was thinking I was like in sports. And when I was doing my sports interview, I was aggressive. You could see me running on the field. I live for exclusives. So I was very like aggressive in the sense of getting the exclusive and getting the interviews and nobody was going to get it if it wasn't me. So my idea took me to this place and I was just sitting and I was thinking like, he's got to leave. I don't care if I have to wait until five o'clock. I'm going to sit here. He's going to come out and he's going to hire me. That was my mentality. So he got tired of it, said to him, okay, let me talk to her. And then they talked, he talked to me. And the, so it was the VP, the vice president of the team. And it was uh, um, the business, something I can't remember right now. And I talked to them and they offered me the job on the spot. And that's how that's, that's how I started my career as a publicist. So everything I look in my life, it's got like kind of a beginning and an end. So with TV, it was the most amazing opportunity that I will always be grateful for my news director. That's so something believed in me. And then it was my dad's, you know, passing that led me to quit. And it was so everything in my life and then how I led into fashion was because I got into an accident and I couldn't travel with the team anymore. And for me, I have to admit, I, I was a workaholic. I think I work on it, but I think I still am uh, in a good way. I just love what I do. So I, I love working and, and, and I submerge myself in it. So when you are a publicist and I couldn't travel with the team anymore and I couldn't do my job and mm-hmm. I had to... I, my, my desk on my lower back and everything, I couldn't sit for long. I had to stand up. I had to do, it changed my life. And then I remember I got a cortisone injection and I got depressed. Like I got so depressed. I remember I 
just wasn't really happy about anything. Mm -hmm. And when that happened, I remember I've always loved fashion. So and being around it, styling a lot of the athletes who were my friends, but see how everything is connected in life. And I think that's something you probably can relate. And I think people that can listen to us maybe are able to relate because once you look back at your life, everything is connected, right? So for me, the fact that these athletes would tell me like, Floor, like, wait, like we hire personal shoppers to do what you're doing and you do it even better. You need to do something in fashion, 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 fashion. And always growing up like in a household where my dad was so impeccable with his dressing like he would iron he would put starch on his shirts like to him that's how he presented himself on my mom too so since I was little I was so used to seeing my parents like wow yeah so I grew up with that and for me fashion was always so important as an intern everybody could tell you I would show up in my BB suits remember BB oh, yeah. yeah when it was back <laughs> in the day uh my BB suits and I was an intern and the news anchor, which is like funny because the news anchor now for Telemundo here in the Bay Area, the same anchor that I started with back then. And he always tells me like those suits, like you showed up, like you were not even in there. You own the place, right? So for me, once I got hurt, I decided to start a fashion blog and it, it was as a hobby. It was a hobby to get out of being sad, to find something that would make me happy again. I never thought in a million years that my blog would open so many doors and it would change my life forever. Forever. That's amazing. Right. So Jen, you and I, Jen and I were talking about you because Mm -hmm. we were like, how is it that she quits her job and then moves to New York City (laughs) and starts her fashion blog and doesn't have a job? in New York, which isn't a cheap place to live. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then I just, I mean, obviously you went to school and I, I, I have so many questions. Like, where do you store, 500, <laughs> where do you store 500 shoes in New York? <laughs> well, let me start out with, I didn't have the money. I had paid two months rent. I didn't know what I was going to do before. And being the Peruvian girl that I am, or being in California for so long, who moves to New York in December? <laughs> who moved to New York in December I but I idea. feel like I'm telling you like I feel it was God calling because you know it is so hard to find a place in New York let's start out with yeah. that not only that it's expensive but it is crazy to find a place in New York right and then how are they gonna rent a place to somebody who doesn't have a job now I think about all this stuff but it was God God moving his hands and God working for me because one of my friends I had told her I wanted to move to New York. It was just sex in the city. I was going through change. I had gone through a breakup and I just wanted to reinvent myself. And I always said, like, I would, I want to be the Latina Carrie Bradshaw. Like I've always loved shoes. I was so healed. So I, that was a dream. And I remember I went, I, I was hired by a brand to go to New York. And I was like, because once the fashion blog started, I was, mind you, one of the first bilingual style and beauty blogs in the country was 2010 when uh, it had not taken, it was barely blooming, right? Yeah. And then it was a bilingual blog. So brands were like trying to work. So I remember I get fly out to New York and I was thinking, oh my God, you can make money of this. 
right? And I'm like, I'm in the Bay Area. There's no fashion here, no offense, but there's like, I need to be in New York. So I tell my friend, I'm going to be in New York. No. Oh my God. So first of all, sorry, <laughs> this is like, but I have to, it's part of the story. So I have a plan to come to New York in the summer of that year. And my best friend cancels on me. So I'm stuck with my flight that I can't change at my hotel. So I still come to New York by myself after a breakup. Imagine that. I don't know how I did it, but girl, I, girl, I did it. And I remember I going to New York, I probably cry half the time because with my ex, he's the one that introduced me to New York. So I remember I fell in love with New York. And after that trip in the summer of that year, I'm moving to New York. I'm moving to New York, but I didn't tell anybody, only this good friend that I had. And I tell her, and I didn't even think, like, the thing is, like, if I would have known everything that I know now, I'd probably be scared and wouldn't, yeah. <laughs> wouldn't have done it. Isn't it fear right? like, in the way? Yeah, yes, I never, got, I never got fear let in the way of anything so that happens and then my friend calls me out of the way she's like you know one of my friends met this guy in boston and she has to sublease her apartment her studio mm-hmm. and i was like what i had not i remember that's when the brand hired me i had not even met her friend but we had agreed she gave me the keys and i said okay i'm moving in december this was in october i still had a job mind you yeah. i had not told anybody but I, I, I jumped on it. So then I quit my job, but I didn't tell anybody. I just remember I had a get together, but I told them it was for something else. So I didn't want outside noise tell me I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. didn't tell any, anybody until I had quit the job and my flight was leaving the next day. Of course, I had told my family, but that's it. And then I moved to New York and it changed my life forever. Wow. wow. And now you're changing the shoe industry forever. I mean, really the impact your shoes oh, are gorgeous. Thank you. Beautiful. So how, how do you start a shoe line? I don't know anything about this. I'm just really interested <laughs> in, in you design everything. Like who do you find? Who do you meet up with? Like what, if someone was to do following your footsteps, <laughs> following your footsteps, what would you tell them? So Google is your best friend. Hands down, Google will be for anything you want is your best friend. So for me, I, after being, so that's how I started my career in fashion in 2010, moved to New York. And in 2017, after doing, uh, I was a blogger and I, ha- I was a brand ambassador and I had like, working with so many brands and then doing TV uh, as an expert and working with multiple magazines, I I felt something was missing. Again, that's when I fell on my heart. When something feels uncomfortable, it doesn't, you know, that's the thing. A lot of people don't know how to live with, like, when you start feeling uncomfortable and something is not right, people think there's something wrong. But I take it as there's something better coming because that's how I'm feeling. So it's the end of something. Mm -hmm. So when that happened, I think for me, I was tired, to be honest with you, of taking outfit pictures and nothing wrong with it when people do it but for me I was tired of just taking outfit pictures and posting and doing everything else right for me I wanted more I wanted more so I had always wanted to start a shoe line I even when I was doing sports I I I wish I could find this interview when they asked me what my biggest dream was and it was like start a shoe line and, but when that happened and I finally decided to do it in 2017, 
I remember when I said I'm going to do it, I Google, like I'm telling you, I honestly type how to start a shoe line. I was so <laughs> clueless because even though I had collected, like you say, over 500 pairs from every price range, $10, 50, 70, 100, 3,000, 4,000, I was obsessed with shoes. But it got to a point that I couldn't honestly find what I was looking for, what I dreamt of, that it was comfortable, but it was sexy, but it wasn't so cost thousands of dollars because I, I could tell you, I have spent a lot of money in shoes. And I went back to school because one thing I know for sure is that you got to prepare yourself. Anything you do. I mean, even though I was a shoe expert in the sense, you know, TV yes, of course. and magazines, everybody would quote me or ask me to do something because I truly love it. But you have to be very yourself. So I went back to school. I went to Stanford. Stanford is in my close to where I live. So I went back to school, went back to Stanford, uh, took business classes because I had studied journalism. I had no idea how business works. I'm still to this day, I'm figuring it out as I go. And then I, I, after the business, I knew that I wanted to learn learn how to make shoes like you see here from scratch I didn't want to put my name on something I didn't want somebody to design them I wanted to do it all and in order to do that I had to learn every single thing and I went I moved to Italy and I started at the top shoe design in, in the world and after that it was it took me in 20 summer in 20 July 2017 and I launched a line in October 2019 uh so it was two two and something years from beginning to end and that day can I tell you I never stopped like I've never worked so hard in my life because I had to learn everything not only what I had done in school but I had to I traveled the world trying to find everything that I wanted to be the best of the best for my shoe line because I was not going to put my name on anything that something that didn't represent me so it's, it's been people look back and think, oh, you know, like some people would say, you, you know, you're, I hear you're lucky, you're this, you're that. But no, it's been over 23 years working. And even before that, when we moved to Peru to follow my dreams. And when people are out, I'm working. When people are right. having dinners or brunch, I'm working. I have not had a vacation in five years. And I don't look, I don't look at it as like, oh, poor hair. I because I've had the best life before that. I've traveled the world and I've enjoyed it. But this is what I knew I had to do in order right. for me, what I call success was going to look like. And it's been full of sacrifices. And I would do it all over again in a heartbeat. And but that's just how. But that's, a, that's pretty amazing. The fact that you went back to school. And I think Jen, didn't you want to know, like, how, how did you, I guess yes. you already have the contacts, right? So Jen, I'll let you take that question about the, well, I'm just always interested in like the first, like, you know, the first time you saw your shoe on a celebrity, which was kind oh, of like, how did that yeah. happen? Like, so that, that was the first thing. Let me tell you something. So I, it was even before I launched. It was a, a Colombian. Do you guys know Gracie? Gracie, she, I love her son, Colombiana. So her stylist reached out to me on DM okay. on Instagram before I even launched. It was for the Latin billboards, if I'm not mistaken. And I could not believe it. But at the same time, it's weird because when I think about it, I didn't believe it. I've seen and I've dreamt of my shoes being on celebrities because why not? Like I think to myself, if you put hard work, if you focus, if 
I've probably worn thousands of different shoes. So I know what women want. I know what I want. So I create what I don't see and what I don't have, but at accessible mm-hmm. prices and that are comfortable. Because if anybody can tell you, it's like, you can wear my shoes and I'm not just saying that for like hours and hours and hours. So for me, it was like, I always had the vision, but when I first saw it before I even lunch, it was like, I, it was like a pinch me moment. And when Kylie, the first time she posted on her stories, I, when I go on Instagram and I had all these notifications and I'm like, what's happening? And then I was just like, because that happened four months after I launched. So wow. I was like, I cry, you know, I, I, I cry when it hits me. Sometimes you don't have time because you're yeah. always going on to the next working. Like right now I'm working on to the next collection. And when you're small business and you're self-funded, you have to hustle every single minute of the day. So you don't have time to just oh, relax and dream of who wears my shoes or whatnot. But it's definitely been like, a, like I think it hits me more when I'm talking about it like I am right now that, yeah. you know, I'm like, wow that happened. <laughs> so like we mentioned before, yeah. so Kylie was what, like she was the first, right? Who, and then many more. She followed. was one of the first before, before that, I think it was Talia and Gracie and, yeah. and I've been so blessed and so much support from the Latin community. You know, it's just every day I wake up and I see, you know, the girls at Univision and Telemundo wear my shoes and the support that I've gotten is just it's just a match you know and and it it just makes me it makes me so happy because these are people that genuinely want to help me you know they they not only love the shoes but I I know they go out of their way to support any way they can and that, that I think it's just that's that's more it's just more of a dream that people believe in you and that they know you're a Latina and I know that's why my Latin community goes so hard for me if you see it, you know, Adamari, which she, God bless her, she's supporting me from day one with any asking nothing in return. But, yeah. and, and stories like that, it's just, I think for me, I've, I've, at this age and that time in my life, I've learned to appreciate the journey, not so much the destination. Like talking to you girls right now makes me happy, oh, you know, seeing dang. your story as two other Latinas. It just, it just inspires me. And that's what I leave for. I leave for a woman that inspire me and that hopefully I can do the same for the woman that come behind me or next to me, because I want to tell them that you can do it. If I did it, I'm no different, you know, I, and I moved here when I was 14 and I didn't speak any English mm-hmm. and I still have an accent. And, and even back then when um, oh my God, so funny, Milena. I I did when I was doing sport, I think I did something with like NBC. And I remember YouTube getting flooded with comments of like the accent, right? Um, but not knowing that that's what I'm proud of. I love my accent. And I I am not I won't I I won't try to get rid of it. I'm not gonna go to class to get rid of it. I am proud of who I am. This this you know reflects the woman that I am from Peru I love my country this is where I grew up and 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 that's what makes me proud so for me it, it is also you know so special when all the Latin celebrities wear my shoes as well that's but so more important. than Latin yeah right Jen like it's more than just you are your shoes are for every woman and that's like what yes and You've that's what if you want to see I am mainstream like I don't design shoes 
just for, you know, Latinas. I design mm -hmm. shoes for everyone, regardless of their religion, the ethnicity, the gender, the color, because that's what I love. And that's why I love seeing so many women in my shoes. You know, I, I and it's just crazy to think right now, you know, from, you know, Jada Pinkett to Carrie Underwood to Megan Fox to Kylie Jenner to Sunny Lee, to, you know, from sports, to the ESPYs, to mm -hmm. Latinos. And that's Thank what I'm you. most happy about because I just want to unite everyone because every woman wants to feel. And what I want to do with my shoes is to, to, to make women feel beautiful, mm -hmm. you know, just make them feel beautiful the second they put the shoes on. And because for me, shoes always transformed the way I felt. It changed the way I carry myself. Louboutin was, and I'm still, to me, he's the best designer to me in the world. And I remember putting his shoes on and I would just change the way I felt. I walk different. I carry myself different. And, and that's what I want to, you know, uh, do with my shoes. Just have women feel a certain way and that they can conquer the I'm world dead. in my shoes. <laughs> You have yes, yes. So I guarantee you, anybody that wears your shoes feels that way. I feel like they just uh, strut. You're strutting. <laughs> yes. Strut oh my God. That's car. my slogan. You strut like a queen. That's my slogan. Strut like a queen in my shoes because I just want it. I just feel it. You know, when I, even like when I'm here with this interview, I have my heels on. I'm even during the pandemic, I didn't believe in like, no, I'm putting my shoes on. Even if I'm not going anywhere, they just, I love looking pretty and looking at my feet. And now that of course they're mine. And of course it just changes everything. That's must be such an amazing thing. Like you're walking down the street and you're like, oh my God, she's wearing my shoe. I can't imagine. <laughs> like, oh my God. So that happened actually like, when I first started, I think it was like before the pandemic and it had been like three months. So I'm walking down the mall and somebody starts screaming my name and I'm like, and then I look and she had this, I remember she had the Isabels, the, the ones I named after my grandma. Where are they? Uh, oh, no space here down there. So I can't raise <laughs> them, but uh, she had them on and it was just such a, because then it's that, those are pinch me moments, you know? It's yeah. like, oh my gosh, she, she could buy any shoes in the world and she chooses to buy my shoes, you know? So that's just a beautiful um, feeling to have. And Flor, what's next for you? And are you going to clothing, accessories, expanding the empire? <laughs> <laughs> so God willing accessories, I see myself, I'm working into uh, handbags. Mm. So hopefully next year, but I always say I like to do baby steps because I feel like I'd rather do baby steps and be secure instead of running. You know, uh, there's this thing in Spanish. It doesn't sound the same in English. Claro. But, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's like, hope, you know, I'm working on something accessories as handbags. I see myself expanding to handbags. That's also something I love. You don't see them, but they're like full of handbags up there too. And, and, you know, hopefully that happens and, and just maybe expanding into boutiques, you know, when, when I first started the business, it was more of a direct to consumer. And that's how I started the business thinking that's how it was going to be. But then more and more, uh, you know, we get reached out by so many boutiques to carry the line, you know, but also I have to think about that as well, 
you know, because that means, you know, when you're direct to consumer, the prices are lower. When you are, you know, boutiques, it's higher. So it's like one of those things that you really have to take it slow. And I, yes, I do follow my heart, but with things like this, it's more of a business decision, uh, you know, but then, you know, having a pop-up store and not a, a, a store not a pop-up, sorry, I'm thinking of the pop-ups that I host by having a brick and mortar one day, that would be a training. That I'm would be sure, next because I'm we sure start, you're going to do it. Uh, oh, because yeah. we started having a pop-up. Actually, when I come to LA, that's my dream. So send me good vibes. I want to do my next one in LA. Um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, so we hosted our first one in Miami, mind you, we, we launched and then the pandemic happened four months. So it was, we couldn't do a lot of things, even though the business grew 90% during the pandemic, but we just started hosting pop-ups in Miami in April, which was, it blew my mind, exceeded all our expectations. And we just had one here in San Francisco three weeks ago. So my plan is to have one in LA soon. Uh, but then having, you know, continue having our pop-up shops. And then a brick and mortar down the line. So those three things, having uh, accessories as far as handbag goes, and then continue having our pop-up shows and eventually down the line a brick and mortar. And then just being healthy, healthy so that I can do, um, follow all my dreams. Oh my gosh. We're You're looking forward to that pop-up here in LA. <laughs> yeah, sure. we're going to oh, be there. We're going to be first in line. Yeah, we're going to like have wine and you know, we can just talk more, you know, I think as Latinas, we, I love seeing this connection and as women coming together and helping each other out and opening doors, because like I was telling Milena earlier, we are a force to be reckoned with. And once we all come together, regardless of the mm -hmm. country we're yes. from, or regardless of everything, we will be unstoppable. Yes, absolutely. That's yes. how it's going to be and it starts with us yes. you know I know I have a responsibility I have the responsibility for those that come like I said behind me or that are walking along me. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what we need to do we have to support each other um, and open doors open yes. doors because we were talking about giving back I just want to make sure that the people that are listening right now who are definitely, you know, just taking everything that you said in, what tips can you give, you know, like Jen asked earlier, besides going on Google, because I'm sure you also got a lot of no's before you got yeses, right? Because I feel like we all do. And especially being women and, you know, being a Latina woman. Mm -hmm. So what, so, what would like, what is a tip that you give like a young, a woman out there that's wanting to transition to a different career or trying to get that job that she dreams about or, or even starting her own brand? Right. So like I said, Google can be your best friend, but you have to prepare. You have to work extremely hard. So for me, I've always believed in myself. So you have to believe in yourself because if you don't believe in yourself, that's the first thing nobody will. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you don't believe it in your heart that you can do anything, you won't be able to, because that's how it starts. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you have True. to prepare yourself, whether it's a school, whether you work hard, you know, extremely long hours, you have to work extremely hard. You have to be disciplined. You know, sometimes there's days that my friends are out at brunch or dinners or having drinks and I don't do that. I, I know I cannot do that because if I were to do that, I would have not gotten where I am. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so you have to stay disciplined. You have to be consistent because you can be do one thing one day when you feel like it. But what about the rest six days of the week? Yeah. If you don't, if you don't feel like doing, you have to push myself. There's days that I didn't feel like doing so much of the of of the back end of the shoe line, but I still did it. You know, and especially never take no for an answer. If I would have taken no for an answer, I would not be here because I've gotten the door shut on my door multiple times. But I know I'm better than that. And I know it's just their loss. I always look at it. It's not their loss. Or like, I know God didn't have that plan for me. So I let it go, right? If something doesn't mm-hmm. work out, I know it's, it's not meant for me. But I have to move on and keep on knocking doors until I know somebody's going to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it happened with, with the show. I know my PR team had reached out so many. And when we get more no's than yes, there's still to this day so many publications won't even give us a time or day. And that's a challenge right? you talked even about though, because it seems so much as being more Latina focused, this brand. Right. right? And, but the, right. And the thing is that you think I, I cry over it? No, I laugh. It's their loss because I know I'm going to get there in one day. Right. So it gives me more. I think when people close the door, it should give you more of a fuel to show them that you are going to get there and you are going to do it. Right. And and if you stay focused and you stay consistent, if you if whether you, you know, meditate for me, it's prayer. If you just stay in in the zone, like I say, I put my blinders on and nothing gets to me. Right. And you surround uh, surround yourself with amazing people. I've been blessed that I have my family, which is my core and probably one friend, two friends at the most that I can count, you know, that I tell them everything. Right. So that's what I think. And just never give up, you know, and I think for me, the stories that I've shared with you is that the moments that I've fallen down are the ones that have made me stronger. And the moments that I've hit bottom are the ones that I've learned the most. So I look at it at all those things as gifts for me, mm-hmm. right? So don't think, and I think I want to say this because there's so many people I know with how things are right now, you know, lack of work and, and no job sometimes, but, you know, and it's hard. So we're all in different scenarios, right? Like if I was, if I was a mom and it, maybe the story would be different, I wouldn't be sitting here, you know, doing all that I'm doing. But at the same time, I just want everyone that is listening to believe in themselves because you can do whatever you set your heart and mind to. And at the end of the day, I think when you're a good people, God just rewards you in the best way that he possibly can. I believe that. Well, muchas gracias. Thank no, you. thank you so much for this interview. I feel like, oh my gosh, we could talk forever. So I hope we are. No, we didn't are get bored. <laughs> we are going to talk forever more. Oh we have to have you back again for sure. Because oh, so I, so I, feel, I, I have questions about Italy. Italy could be another whole other chapter. I know. Italy, we could talk for like episode after episode after episode you know yes. there's places that have defined who i am and italy was one of them oh my god yes. that's the whole like the title of the episode Peruvian <laughs> and italy yeah right? yes. <laughs> well we to all our to- listeners out there remember to listen in tune in we have all these exciting stories wonderful inspirational helpful stories from all of our latinas who we love so much um apple on our radio Melina, anything else you want to add? Yeah, subscribe. 
follow Floor, you know, um, make sure you check out her website and her shoe collection and because you are going to feel beautiful. And so just follow Aww. us, follow Floor. Uh, we thank you, Floor, for everything. Oh, no, thank you so much for having me. And yes, so follow me, FlorDeMariaCollection.com is the website. And then on social media, you can find us, Flor de Maria Collection, and my personal page, Flor de Maria Fashion, how it all started. <laughs> thank you so much. Until next time. Bye. Ciao.